3: Hello, this is Greg Prado, author of the books Take It Off,
4: Kiss Truly Unmasked, as well as the Eric Carr story, amongst many others. You're listening to the Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. Rock and roll!
3: Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the Shout It Out Loud cast. Don't turn your radio dial. You're in the right place because it's time for another bonus episode. Episode six. We are calling this one. Metallica's asking us to talk about their load. And we're going to be a check about it. (laughs) Tom, Zeus, how you doing? What a great intro. What's up, buddy? Back for another bonus
4: episode. These are always exciting
1: yeah we've been looking forward to this one for quite some time. and I've missed doing these because it's been a little bit of time since we uh, put out our last one. So it's great to see you guys, and I'm ready to get this one kind of started. But usually, before we do that, we uh, go back and see what you know what was uh, what was discussed in the last episode. So we did um a poll. On Pyromania for best track, right? Yep. Do you remember who won? Yeah, it was by far. It was Photograph.
4: Um, <clears throat> I think we had Foolin', Rock of Ages, and coming, coming, under on, coming Under Fire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like we said, you know, f- cliche to say it's Photograph, but things become a cliche because they become true sometimes. So that was that was the runaway winner. Like we know how polls work on Twitter. That usually the, the hit wins. So that was no surprise there.
1: Yeah, we had some feedback as usually from you guys, Sonny. You want to start us off? What did we get?
3: Yeah, so I got a couple. Uh, one from Facebook, one from Twitter. From Facebook, uh, our buddy Aaron Martell says a uh, great episode, fellas. But uh, Zeus, Zeus, <laughs> what the actual hell is up with your list? Yeah, we got um, a, that. Was a running theme
4: on <laughs> the on the previous episode, up. right? Well, that's <laughs> what happens when you pit. Action Not Words, the second best song off of Pyromania.
1: Oh, it is.
4: Okay, you got to do it.
1: Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, oh, I, oh, sorry oh, I didn't, didn't word. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't jump on the photograph bandwagon. But go ahead. <laughs> All, right.
3: All right, so off Twitter, uh, Donna Chang is sexy.
1: Who are
2: you? I'm Donna Chang. You're not Chinese.
3: <laughs> Says, uh, Classic album and excellent conversation. Best episode I've heard this year, and I listened to several podcasts. Several. I have several. Now, I don't know who this Twitter account belongs to. I could tell you who it doesn't belong to, but uh, we'll leave that alone. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's somebody's burner account. I don't know who that is,
1: but it ain't mine. All right. Do you have anything else? Or is it uh, Tommy's turn? turn? Yeah, we got something off of Twitter from Twisted Kister
4: listening now cool to hear it's not always sunny poony <laughs> continue his doom and gloom of hate takes on all things fun uh and then we got uh jack broad jack broad says their second best album after high and dry a lot of people say that yeah. um and then murph jumps in and says nice short episode where we fired back at murph and said what else do you have to do with your time <laughs> Spend quality time with us examining this classic. Or don't.
3: We don't care, Murph. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Twisted Kister that uh, had my the problem with my hate? Yes. Okay, fast forward to 44 minutes of this episode, Twisted. Oh, see? Just, Come on. I'm We're kidding.
4: starting already. Uh, he, actually,
1: he actually had another comment. And uh, he wrote, I'm one of those weirdos who listen to all these 80s bands. For some reason... Has a lot of blind spots. I basically knew just the hits before hysteria. I can't understand why stage fright didn't open the album and why it wasn't huge. That's the standout track. Great show. That's why it was my number ten on the show on the episode. I think I had a tenth. That's unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know our friend Deuce. He always loves to give us his top ten. Uh, I think this is Tommy's verbatim photograph number one and. Billy's Got a Gun, 10. Yep. Uh, we have a few other ones here. Darius Green just finished the episode. Love this. Billy's Got a Gun is killer. Ooh, okay. Save rock and metal. First, Pussycat Dolls are 500% hotter than any Spice Girl. Hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> believe me, we got enough of those. <laughs> the opposite comments too, buddy. <laughs> the episode was unbelievably hilarious, funny. Tommy's rankings were complete crap Except for photographs How is that possible? (laughs) That's the only one, I'll be honest That's the only one that I heard complain about your stuff They were all shitting on mine My list never gets shit on, god damn you And then uh, Podchaser podchaser Podchaser.com, we got a review Outstanding album And great conversation These three idiots are a good listen Thank you Vaults, Russ (laughs)
4: <laughs> three idiots. All right, I'll take that.
1: I've been called well, worse. He gave us five stars, so that okay. was that was pretty cool. Um, okay. I love that episode. I thought that Pyromania was a great pick for the three of us as the, our mutual one. Yep. This one uh, episode it goes over to uh, Tom. Next, we'll talk is, about that in a minute. Yeah, next is Sunny, and then. whoo Wait for the hate to come in when mine comes in. Mine comes up. But before we even get into that, me and Tom were talking about getting a little hot in here. So what do you do when it gets a little
3: hot? Free stuff is awesome. But free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off. And then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. (laughs) Enter promo code LOUDCAST at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies (laughs) plus free shipping. That's promo code LOUDCAST at adamandeve.com.
1: Beautiful.
3: Beautiful. Speaking of load, Tom,
1: this was your choice and you picked load want to tell us why? Yes. All right. So it so we we ro- we t- we do as Zeus
4: said, we do we rotate our picks. So we try to do a group pick and on the group picks uh, we've done Appetite for Destruction and Pyromania. So we try to pick an album that is universally beloved and then when we have our individual picks, we kind of takes Maybe polarizing or maybe kind of not, you know, like Sonny had OU812. That's his personal favorite. He loves that. Some people hate it. Zeus had Soundgarden. Same thing. So other than Kiss, Metallica is my all-time favorite band. I love everything they do. I didn't want to pick an album like Master Puppets or Ride the Lightning or Black Album because those albums are pretty much universally loved. I wanted to pick an album that would make for a good episode that I really like. That a lot of people really don't like, um, and it's very polarizing, especially amongst Metallica diehards. Um, and I thought this would be good too because I know Zeus is not a big Metallica fan. Sonny is, but I already can—I already know where he stands on this. But I want to hear him say it.
2: Say it! Say it!
4: And an album like this for me uh, is—you know—I kind of talk about it the way I talk about something like a Carnival of Souls album. Where it's it's an unusual, you know, chapter in the band's discography that it's it's got a tremendous love hate. You know, it's not for everybody. And you know, we always talk about toxic kiss Facebook groups. I'm I'm part of some toxic Metallica Facebook groups. <laughs> and when people talk about load and reload, holy shit, people just get shot out of a cannon. So and I, I like to defend albums that I like that people don't like. And I just thought it would be. Uh, I just thought it'd be fun to talk about whether people, whether Zeus and Sonny like it, love it, hate it, whatever. I just thought it would be a good one because I personally legitimately enjoy it.
3: Yeah. So, all right, let's talk Metallica. I'll tell you, I like about two thirds of everything Metallica does, um, but I always give them at least one listen. I came in at Masters, right? Master of Puppets, and that was also my high school year. So you can imagine being in the Bay Area, you see. Metallica shirts, concert shirts all over the place. So, you don't have a choice but to at least give them a shot. I didn't love Justice. I uh, gotta be honest there. I love the Black album. So, I did get this the day it came out. Uh, I'll save my thoughts about it for later. Uh, but we know how Hetfield how feels about it. I mean, he doesn't love the album, but there's stuff that Paul doesn't love that we like. And there's stuff that Gene doesn't love and we like. So, I think that all kind of depends, but there's bands that I don't always give a shot to. Metallica isn't one of those. I'll listen at least once all the way through, no matter how fucking long it is. Um, But that's beside the point. (laughs) So uh, yeah, that's kind of my thing on Metallica.
1: Okay. So for me, I know it's kind of taken on that part where we talk about how we came into the album and things like that. Yeah, go ahead. I think it's a little bit, we're talking about how we got into Metallica, too. Okay. So that hasn't occurred with me. (laughs) I never got into Metallica. You know, you guys had a great episode on Grown Up Rock where you invited us on, and we talked about bands that we didn't like that are popular. And I've had a grudge against Metallica because it's one of my theories that they helped destroy uh, a genre of music that I like, which they described as hair metal. And I had a lot of animosity Because they were kind of dicks To a lot of other artists And I reluctantly got Black album Because it was probably the closer Sounding Metallica album To what I was listening to And I liked it, I did There are songs on there that I I liked I've never Bought another Metallica album, I've had Black, that's it You know, okay So I'm not like someone you would say Is like not a rock and roll fan Obviously you can tell I have a kiss fucking podcast So there was a reason why Like I want to hate them And When you guys pick this I'm like fine Fuck you I'll listen to this I I, I love it because this episode You have no idea what I'm going to say About this album I don't know any of the songs I don't remember it coming out I could care fucking less. I just, this is all new. So for me, I'm coming into this new, what'll be interesting is if I ever go back to the original first three, cause I know the sounds were different. What am I going to think knowing black and knowing load and then going back and be like, what the fuck is this? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I gave this a shot. I wanted Tom to pick this, Because uh, not just this But like Metallica Because I kind of want to expand a little bit you know, Get out of my comfort zone Listen to something that uh, I I didn't know And this is the first album That was chosen That I did not have Of all our bonus reviews And I'm sure there will be more And I purchased this The CD (laughs) While these two guys were like Did you get started to listen to this I'm like no I haven't got the CD yet It hasn't gotten mailed They're like what the fuck i'm like no i can't and then what do i do i take the cd and i download it put it in my computer then put it to my iphone and listen to it. there and they're like why didn't you just i'm like no i need the hard copy physical copy anyway um i i i listened to this i'm ready to talk about it uh and i'll wait till it comes around to me to discuss but i'm glad tom picked this let's just say that yeah so like zeus said so Anybody
4: listen to this, hopefully you're a Metallica fan. And look, Load in 90s Metallica is is one of the most polarizing musical discussions you can have about a band because their style dramatically changed from the 80s. The 80s is all thrash, all epic, all unbelievable. Black Album comes along, they change their tune. They're now a hard rock, metal tinged band. Then they change even more with Load and Reload. They got their bearings down back with Death Magnetic and especially Hardwired. So this is not, you know, like I said, this is not Master of Puppets. It's not Ride the Light. It's not even the Black Album. It's very, very different and unusual. There are parts of it where you can hear old Metallica, and then there are parts of this where you're like, this ain't fucking Metallica. What am I listening to? But I think that's what makes the album interesting and fun to listen to for me. And I think it's what's going to make it fun to talk about, as I said, love it or hate it. These are the kind of discussions that I like.
1: Yeah. I want to jump in and ask Sonny a question, though. Yeah. Sunny, you've always been a hair Again, the term hair metal fan. You're from out like you knew of the alley bands in the region back then. They were all in your wheelhouse. I'm just curious. How did you get into Metallica, though, like? Or did you have that kind of animosity Like we're on this side And you're on that side Because when I grew up And you know Tom We we, we both went to high schools In the town of Arlington But he went to the Catholic school I went to the public school Headbangers were what, listened to Metallica right. Now we listened to Bon Jovi And other rock music ACDC Kiss and stuff But that was like dirtbags music and And stoners We were jocks you played football. I played hockey. Like we, I didn't get into that shit. I wasn't smoking weed, hanging out with skateboarders with Metallica patches and shit. You know, those were considered losers that listened to thrash and that shit. I that's how I always had it in my head. And then when we went to college, I I never got into that music. I it just changed. I went right into grunge. So I'm curious as to where you came in with this.
3: Yeah, the difference is, I'm six years ahead of you guys. Right. So yep. we're talking 1986. So we don't technically know what thrash is yet. Right. So, and I'm in the Bay Area. So, and I'm fairly young at this point, too. And I'm a jock and a headbanger because I'm playing football and listening to hair metal. Right. So, but I wasn't a stoner. I've, I've never actually smoked weed. So when you went to the clubs and you saw, like, I'm on Broadway, I'm at the Stone, and you can see L.A. Guns, you look to the (laughs) other side of the street and everybody's liking flannel and shit. And it's like, what's going on over there? Like, why is this side all here and that side's all leather? Like, what's going on, right? Or that side's all flannel. And music seemed to be changing a little bit. So I gave it a chance. And I only gave it a chance because it was closer to the rock that I was listening to versus Exodus or some of that other stuff that's a little more thrash. And a lot of that stuff came from the Bay. Right? LA was known for sleaze, and then the bass started getting known for like thrash. Yeah. Right? So uh, it was, (laughs) I was probably the happy medium that connected some of it, but a lot of that thrash I cannot listen to and don't ever listen to. That's why only about two thirds of Metallica hits for me. Like, I love Master. Master of Puppets is an incredible album. Ride the Lightning? Meh to me. Some of it's not as melodic, and that's why I don't love Justice, but I love Black. So. That's why it's, it's more about the timing. And by the time you guys are going to high school and college, you already know what thrash is. So you're making a conscious decision of what bucket you want to be in.
4: Yeah. And that Zeus, and Zeus, you brought up a great point about why nineties <clears throat> Metallica black album and the load albums are so polarizing because the thrash Metallica, those album those first four albums, that was, if, if you liked Metallica because it wasn't mainstream, Mm -hmm. It was, it was a community. It was like, we're Metallica fans. Then all of a sudden black album comes out. Enter Sandman is a big hit. Sad, but true is a big hit load album comes out, you know, until it sleeps is a big hit, but everyone's like, Whoa, this is my band. This is not your band. Where where were you when, when battery was a, was a song or where were you when seek and destroy? No, no, no. This is my band, not your band. Fuck off and put down, put down the black album. Get the fuck out of my face with that bullshit. And that's why a lot of people, and and I kind of I, I, I get that mentality, but that that mentality to me is also kind of silly. And it's the- silly, silly. It's the same thing when you talk about Kiss, where people they're like, well, like no, 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 you no you, you don't you don't like Hotter Than Hell. You 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 came in with uh, Animalize. It's like, well, so what. So what? it's a if if you want to follow a band that sounds the same, you're probably an ACDC fan, and that's fine. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. but I understand the love, hate, the Metallica community is almost worse than kiss sometimes <laughs> with because because their music changed so differently, not to mention
1: their appearances, and we'll get into that too. Yeah, no, I think it, it, you're, you're hitting the points. Excellent points you're making. Because, yeah, I didn't fit in. and I didn't like them. These are the people I would make fun of yep. back then in the day. Yep. And now all of a sudden, I'm supposed to like them. Well, shit, maybe I do like them. I don't know. <laughs> right. You right. know, like, I, I wouldn't think they would like and these, and they wouldn't like the bands that we did. But you could kind of go back to them and say, no, 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 no. They came to the other side, exactly. the other side didn't come to them. Yep. Because they didn't hit that big time until they did black. And then once that happened, so who really you know, but whatever. I don't believe in this shit about bands being like, Oh, I liked them before you like them. That's all. Oh, what I like them. I liked them when they sold 50 copies in the back of the van. I saw them at a club in nineteen eighty two. Like, go fuck yourself. Pat yourself on the back a little more. Like, who gives a shit? But you know, people get protective of their stuff. This you know, thing. and they are like you're not allowed in my secret society club.
4: Yep. Yeah. You
1: know, whoop. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. sorry.
4: Sorry, listening <laughs> to Ride the Lightning.
1: Sorry, I like <laughs> eat my bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's just crazy shit. Yep. It's like people that got into like Alice in Chains. They had a first EP that like three songs on it. And that you can't only find it on a cassette or album. They never even put it on CD. Think how old that is, right? Oh, I had that copy. Oh, you can't like it. You only got into them after you heard "Man in the Box." Oh, yo know, yep. that doesn't make me a fan. Okay, I'm sorry. Yep. you know, it's whatever.
4: Funny. It's funny. Like I said, those those Facebook groups. Some, some guy, <laughs> I, some guy. I gotta give. I, I wanted to give this guy credit because having a ball. So the Facebook group it mean, has forty three thousand members on Facebook and some kid posted something about the load and reload albums dude the <laughs> kid was eviscerated like i felt
1: so bad for him I, no, I, hey ahead. you guys hey you guys like that song enter sandman it's like it's like
3: gunfire the poor kid
2: yeah these guys started to become very offensive toward me and throwing bricks and block down on top of me
3: are there facebook are there metalka facebook groups that say only fans of 1989 and before or something like that like is there those like like the kiss groups yeah 1971 to 77 otherwise you can eat a dick yeah Yeah. (laughs)
4: Yeah. exactly yeah oh no they're out there they're out there diet (laughs) metallica yeah exactly right diet metallica yep sugar-free metallica yep (laughs) oh i bet you it probably starts with like
1: it's only Metallica is only up to cliff burton that's it
4: oh yeah Yeah. that's yeah right
1: right Yep. Anything after him is not Metallica. It's right. Metallica light or yep. die in Metallica. <laughs> yep. Yep. So well, anyway, we'd like to start most of our episodes. Okay. We usually talk about you know the album cover. Oh, and uh yeah. what do, do you guys think?
4: So the album cover is all sorts of fucked up. I mean, just everything the inside, the back, the front cover. So you're looking at it, it's it's just horrible. I mean, first of all, the 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 title of the al- of the artwork is called "Semen in Blood," <laughs> and it is a mix of it's it's just disgusting. It's it's a mix of what blood b- bovine b- blood and semen. I mean, pressed between two pieces of plexiglass. I mean, it's just horrible. It's just disgusting. And and then the and and then the other thing. Go ahead, Sonny. You are going to jump in? I was going
3: to say it's "Semen in Blood" three. There's two other ones.
4: Oh yeah. But it's actually <laughs> but it's actually it's actually the blood bovine blood and then it's the artist's own semen. Yes. yes. Which is fucking disgusting.
1: Oh, look at me. I'm so crazy. I'm so alternative. Ugh,
3: so this guy Andre Serrano, I don't know if you guys know this, but he his- you know he was obviously known for controversial pieces right he yep. had one called piss christ that was it's, unbelievable when yeah, that came out a, crucifix pu- crucifix with a jesus on it in a jar of his own urine i remember That's, that I, it just when uh, did this come out because he didn't he's not taking credit for piss
1: cups that was that was <laughs> circ, that was circa 91 so i'm curious
3: as to when that came out you know, and this guy is from the East Coast, so I don't know. He might be copyrighting you guys. He probably spent the weekend at Stonehill College. He's like, piss
4: cups, huh? And he, then he, he knocked the crucifix off his wall, and it fell into a piss <laughs> cup, and
1: that's where piss Christ came from. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe or maybe he borrowed the, 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 D, the VHS that Rye Guy, our friend, oh, picked up God. for the group when we went to the... <laughs> We went to the video store And he came back He's like guys look what I got And it was pissing inferno <laughs> I don't know I don't, I don't think you can get that from adamandeve.com no, It was a no. bunch of fat German people Having like a fucking orgy In like overalls And then in the end They all just got up and pissed all over One <laughs> poor person <laughs> It was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Scarred for life.
3: Thanks, Ray. This album title, like I, I, I'm just I don't know this to be true. I, yeah. Maybe it is, but I can just imagine like, like Hetfield saying, "That's somebody's load." Yeah. Right, and somebody going, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it." Yeah. Exactly. Probably. Yeah. You're, you're
4: right. You're probably right. You know, One and, and go ahead, Sus. No,
1: don't Tom go finish.
4: No, no, no I was just going to say and then one of the other glaring things if you're a Metallica fan, you notice the change in their logo. Um the the writing of the word Metallica very kind of like alternative. and we got got to remember this came out in 1996. You know, and and after we after we talk about the album cover, we'll get into 1996 and what was going on, but but the Metallica logo, that was a huge middle finger to the diehard Metallica fans as well.
1: Yeah, even me as a non-Metallica fan can notice the difference.
4: Yep. Yep.
1: On here. Yep. So, in addition to that, I'm opening up the CD. I have uh, mine too. I still have mine. There's pictures of the band. This is very Pearl Jam like on their albums. Nailed it. Um, one word, a couple lines from each song, In a lyric. It, 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 I swear this is from Yield or yep. from Vitology or no code or something this is that's what this seems like you're gonna put the fucking lyrics in there or not right enough of this half shit and then in addition which leads to the other main part about this
3: their appearance brutal and i'll leave that for you guys sunny i'm okay with it uh for me for some reason and maybe this is wrong but the thrash guys get a pass for me on the hair and their parents. They can look whatever they... Like, I didn't care when Cornell cut his hair. Like, it didn't matter to me. The hair metal guys cutting their hair, for some reason, is a problem with me. But the thrash guys, for some reason, I give them a break. So I'm okay with the look, honestly. The hair... Honestly, the hair doesn't bother me at all, because I think they all look good. I think
4: James actually looks good, because he still has that that kind of menacing, like, goatee mustache thing that, oh, that looks great on him. But if you look at this back picture, it, it just... You know they're smoking cigars. You get the candles, the glasses of wine, and then the, the the thing that's just that just really sets it off is just Kirk and Lars with the the eyeliner. It, it's just I understand you want to change your look and your image, you know Kiss did it with Revenge. They did it with the Carnival of Soul stuff. They did it, you know, God knows, they did it with Asylum, like all those different things. But this to me, and 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 I think that's a big big problem with this album. And, and to quote Paul Stanley. A lot of fans were listening with their eyes with this album and not with their ears, and you know there might be problems listening wise with the music wise with this album. But okay, Jason Newstead still is a badass. James Hetfield still looks like a badass. Kirk, look, Kirk, he's he's always been effeminate. He always has been. Uh, and Lars is just a fucking pain in the ass. Lars is the mouthpiece for the band, so they they look a little silly. But you know, like like Sonny said, okay, fine. Close the CD, put it in, and listen to it. You you don't have to watch them while you're listening to it.
1: Okay. Where I go with this is again, I told you in the beginning why I didn't like them. Yep. Okay. I want to go back and go like give them a big middle finger. Ah, all those bands that you fucking shit on about image and cared about what they look like. All of a sudden now, oh, we're an eyeliner, are we? Yep. Oh, we're not just wearing black and jeans and t-shirts. Oh, now we're now we're hamming it up with, you know, big college shirts, uh makeup and having our hair teased a little and then and, and, and smooching to the Paul Stanley light to the camera. Go fuck yourself. You know what somebody should have done? <laughs> fucking kip winger should have had a winger video where he puts this fucking picture up of them and throws darts at that You're laughing at them that would have okay? been good that's why i i look at i i have no problem with this image i like this image i think they look cool yeah. it's just the whole hypocrisy of it all mm. if you want it's the gene and stuff where he comes back and paul that bites him in the ass we play live come see all the big boys do it you know, no tracks, none of that. Well, it bit you in the ass. This should have bit them in the ass for dressing like this. Who gives a fuck? You know, I think it looks cool, but coming t- from them, I'm glad they got shit for it. They deserve it. Shouldn't have been such a dick before.
3: Yeah. And I think part of it is that back cover, especially they're flaunting their success. Yeah. Oh right? God. Yeah. And if you're a die-hard Metallica fan that came in at ride the lightning it's like well, these guys are like there used to be beer cans all over the place. Now there's wine. Like yep. what the hell is this? Yep. Uh, yeah, you I got
4: a point. Know. The the mouthpiece of the band. You know, if you're not familiar with how kind of Metallica operates, it's 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 Lars. You know, La- Lars is the mouthpiece, and a lot of what went on during this era was Lars. You know, he he comes across and says, you know. uh uh, you know we were a thrash band in the early 80s you know it's 1996 what am i supposed to wear like an annihilator t-shirt and you know look like a <laughs> look like a piece of shit you know and and and, and, and first of all I, I love that he referenced the band annihilator he, <laughs> i you know, would have liked it better for, sorry, sorry i guess i should have been wearing an annihilator shirt right <laughs> but but he, but so he, so th- that's his way and, and, and when you read quotes from Lars it it just it reeks of stuff that like gene simmons says when he tries to fight back against criticism of the band, he's like, what are we supposed to do? It's 1996. You know, we want to be this band and we want to do this. You know, I'm not the same person that I was in 1984 and neither are our fans. So, you know, I, I get what he's trying to do. He's, he's doing a little damage control. Cause he knows that there's kickback from the look and from the sound. And I get that. And I, you know, but Anybody that's ever heard Lars talk Is fucking brutal I do not want to hear that guy I mean I love him I love him as a drummer and everything But
1: he's just such a pain in the ass to listen to Are you like sitting in a chair Chewing gum And then bobbing your head When you're talking And then like you know And like making a point And like looking like Like you're so passionate And your head and your neck bobbing (laughs) I just find this funny that that when I read this part on Wikipedia here, some of that stuff was pretty cool, remarked Lars Ulrich. Um, it was disappointing that some people's reaction to the music was biased by how they dealt with the pictures, That's right. The hair and all that crap. People come up to me years after and said, I never got a rec, I never gave the record a fair chance because I couldn't get beyond Jason Newstead wearing eyeliner. I wasn't Jason Newstead that was. Glamming it up as much as you were With Kirk Hamm and Kirk Hammond, no offense he's not what you would call A masculine man
2: And I hope that their first child Be a masculine child
1: Okay so uh, To me it was him that was doing it. And then he throws No wonder Jason Houston's like fuck you guys He throws Jason Houston Oh yeah it was him wearing blue Island. No, No 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 it wasn't him it was you and I love, and I love James Hetfield
4: and, you know, speaking in, in 2009, James, because James is like, James is one of my, probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite rock vocalist. I love all the different things his voice can do. And Kirk is probably my favorite metal guitarist, his, his riffs and his ability to shred. Just, I love everything about it. But James he's always kind of in the back when it comes in, in terms of like the direction of the band and what they're going to do. So he, he even said th- this was an interesting quote. And, and I don't know if he's trying to be funny or not. And I'm sure you guys have seen it on Wikipedia. He says in talking about this era, he's like, Lars and Kirk were very into abstract art, pretending they were gay.
2: Hello, I'm Blaine Edwards. And I'm Antoine Mayweather. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Men on films, films, the show that looks at movies from a male point of view. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he goes I think they knew that it bugged me it was a statement around all that I love art but not for the sake of shocking other- others the cover of load was just a piss take all around that I just went along with the makeup and all that crazy stupid crap that they felt they needed to do and that's kind of how James was and this was 1996 James has always had a horrible struggle with alcohol this is five years before he even entered rehab where he where he really, really got himself into trouble yeah, I'd like to straighten out this funny little drinking problem I got. So he's a songwriter, he's a musician, but sometimes he lets Lars and Kirk take the lead, and you know that's kind of what, what happened here. But again, in 19- the album came out in '96. What was going on in 1996, right? It was bands like Metallica trying to stay relevant, and it was grunge and alternative rock taking over the world.
1: Let me add something to that. If you recall, in 96, Alice in Chains did their Unplugged. Yep. And do you remember the basis, what they did? Metallica was first row at that MTV Unplugged. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. And they had the all-new haircuts. Yep. And the bass player from Alice in Chains um, put, I think it was Mike Inez at the time? Mike Inez. yeah. yeah. He put on his bass guitar Friends don't let friends Get friends haircuts I remember that
2: no one told you that, was gonna be this
1: that was a huge thing That was a huge thing Yep Um. And speaking of that uh, Alice in Chains That'll be a running theme On this album review But oh yeah How are we going to start this you want to get into Uh do you want to just get into the tracks or do you want to, and then we could describe the music afterwards or do you want to? Yeah. Well, before one, a couple
4: more things just before we get into that. So I know. So in 96 and another thing that really ticked off Metallica fans too was, you know, and I, I didn't go to this one, but I had been to a ton of the Lollapalooza festivals and the Lollapalooza festival was a place where alternative bands, new and upcoming and like outsiders and just the real, you know, it identified that, that era Well, then, 1996, Metallica headlines Lollapalooza. And everyone's like, what the fuck? No! Hell no! (laughs) No, Metallica (laughs) does not do Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza does not do Metallica. So that pissed off Metallica fans even more, but then it pissed off the Lollapalooza fans even more, so nobody could win.
3: Yeah, and I wasn't going to go. I I, I was one of those guys, because I had seen Metallica live a couple of times. They were playing Days on the Green and stuff like that with... Uh, some of the acts that I loved. And when I heard they were going to do Lollapalooza, I'm like, uh, yeah, no, thanks. Like, I don't yeah. want to see all those other bands with these guys. So I could imagine the other side saying the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, yeah, we can get, we can get into the tracks and Just talk as, talk as we
4: go. If you want, I mean, if, and you know, kind of talk about the music as we, as we go. Okay.
1: Um, well, actually there's a few things we didn't yep. get into. Go ahead. Yeah. Actually the background of the album yet. Okay. So, Load was released June 4th, 1996 Produced by James Hetfield, Lars Ulrich, and Bob Rock Sold 5 million copies Four singles released I think it spent four weeks in number one It's the longest studio album by Metallica 79 Minutes there's some music talk in here, which I don't understand. Maybe you know, Sonny, about the way they played the chords and stuff like that, different types of tootings. And yeah, yeah, they changed, obviously, the the logo, uh, the look, which we all just discussed. And, uh, you know, people uh, obviously couldn't get past the hair and the the image change and stuff but uh that is just some of the background of the album before we get into the tracks i just want to throw anything else you guys want to add
4: yeah it's one other thing it's also it's also been regarded as one of the albums where where james really kind of opens up james has always been an emotional songwriter he's got a lot of issues family issues are important to him Um, there's songs on here about that that we'll talk about Um, And like I said, this was five years before he eventually did enter rehab. Um, I think James is a spectacular songwriter because I think when he writes songs, even on an album like Load, to me, I think they're believable. You know, maybe some other things, maybe musical stylings or appearance, maybe they're trying hard. But I think when he writes a song, I think that's real. I don't think it's not like when Kiss wrote hate or when (laughs) Kiss wrote. You know, I think it's gonna rain. Like we know that that's transparent. That's not what Kiss stands for. But when James writes these songs, I I just, I, I I just, I just think he's great. And maybe that, maybe the, uh, the execution of some of these songs isn't what people want. But that being said, I think James kind of really pours himself out on this album a little bit more than maybe some other ones.
3: Yeah, and I agree. And uh, going back to what uh, Zeus was talking about a little bit about uh, the change. You know, I can compare it to Def Leppard here, right? Because from mm-hmm. 83 to 87, the the time that they were out on tour and the time it took to record the next album, things were changing, right? So by the time Hysteria comes out, people are like, what the hell happened to Def Leppard, right? But same thing happened to Metallica, yeah. really. Yep. Yep. This yep. five to six years. They're riding on black for how long? And by the time they come back, it's like, Willie, really, this? This is what you turn into? Like, if they drop an album in between you get half of the change you get used to, and then you go kind of to the, the next step, right? Yep. Same yep. thing with Def Leppard. If they release something in 85, 86, maybe 87, 88 is not so shocking. Yep, it's
4: true. Yeah, and one more one more little factoid before we get into the track. So Metallica fans, you know about Load and Reload. Pretty much those two albums are kind of written at the same time. Um, half of the songs were supposed to be on each other's albums, but I, I, I read, I have a couple of, metallica bios and I, I, one of the interesting tidbits that i never really thought of until i read it was so when metallica toured with guns and roses in the early 90s lars got the idea from axel about kind of doing their own version of use your illusion one and two and guns and roses record label pretty much made them release use your illusion one and two at the same time metallica was given that flexibility to spread them out over a couple of years but lars was kind of wanted to do the Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 with Load and Reload. So that's why if you hear both of those albums, they almost sound like one big long album. So I thought that was kind of interesting because Lars is like, oh, Axel's doing that? Well, he could do that too.
1: <laughs> that's not a bad impression.
4: Well, maybe. <laughs> but yeah. let's get into it.
1: All right. First track. Here we go.
3: From the title, you wouldn't probably get what the song is. Um, I'm glad it's not about some girl because I think that would have turned off Metallica fans even more. Uh, I love that it starts thick. I love the time change in that pre-chorus. Love the guitar riff. I think the song's a little more punk, so it feels a little more old Metallica, which I love. You know, the bitch. You know, that's, that's, that's Hetfield. You know, you get that. There's two parts of this song that I wish were different. One is, Kirk does not do a great solo. It needs a Zach Wilde fast solo. And that is not the last time I will mention Kirk's playing on this because there's a few places where he does that. And because of the topic of the song being basically this ain't my problem, get the hell away from me, I think Hetfield could have ended the song angrier. And he almost... Ended it peacefully, right? I mean, it could have. The whole last minute could have been him screaming in the mic about "get the hell away from me, get the hell." It would have landed better for me, but uh, yeah, that's my thing about "ain't my bitch." I we share a lot of the same sentiments. Spectacular
4: opener for a song. Kind of gives you some old old field Metallica. Um, Angry James is my favorite James. Um, And you're right. The first one of my first notes on this song is you have one of the great metal riff guys soloists and you have him doing a fucking slide solo. It's horrible. It and, and like you said, it's not the last time you hear that it's horrible. And, and to counter what you said about the end of the song, I, I think it's great when he's like, you ain't my bitch. Like, he's like, he just like I love how he just it's it's just it's it's just angry it's it, it it's it's angry James and I I just I love that he's like when he's like you ate my and he just
1: like he's letting it out I just oh I love it you know what that sounds like it sounds like the the belching contest with fucking booger I love it and from the lambda moo team Dudley, Dudley Dawson. Dawson booger booger I love it. Great song. Great opener. All right, (laughs) "Ain't My Bitch," Uh, written by James Hetfield, Lars Ulrich. Uh, Fast-paced. I like. I like the chorus. Apparently, this made it to 15 on the U.S. mainstream rock charts. Released as a promotional single only in Mexico. but not in the United States. Curious as to of all their al- the the promoted singles, how this didn't get released? Uh, I don't know what that was all about. Yeah, I love me some so, some slide guitar. Oh my god, I I can I dig it. I love the sound. I love when it goes right. This is a waste of a slide guitar. I yeah. don't even get it. Like I when I read about the album like oh the slide guitars in there i'm like oh they use a slide for firm. that'll be interesting like where what that like ew yeah not a fan um but the song is pretty cool uh fast paced i love it it's a good chorus good vocals and that's the other thing about this maybe the only reason why i can listen to them as the thrash band is because he actually is a pretty decent singer Mm -hmm. he can pull it off it's not just some guy Screaming in that awful voice That you know is Stereotypical of these type of thrash bands Or back then no he can pull this Off and he you can tell has gotten a thousand times Better over the years okay. there's Obviously growth in his singing ability But yeah solid way to start An album definitely cool Alright let's move it along Let's get fucking hacksaw Jim Duggan in here <laughs>
3: for uh okay. Let me start with the good stuff. I love the drum intro, love the Sabbath riff, sludgy. Uh I actually like the part where in that first part of the uh verse he says they go ooh and I'm like, uh oh, here comes the hair metal (laughs) 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 Talk of fans, they don't like that shit. But they don't do it that much. So um I kinda and the song idea is good. That whole retribution, friction, fusion, whining, oh my God. That uh, I mean, that is, oh my god, that is so bad. And then the other part is, Kirk's actually doing a good solo. I'm like, James, dude, shut up! Just let him do the solo. He has three parts of it. You have four minutes to say what you want to say. Don't say it while homie's soloing. Like, just shut up. Shut the fuck up! So, between the whiny, the little background vocal chorus thingy, and uh james just yapping while while kirk's trying to play a solo this song could have been better i love the idea though and i love that talk to two by four like that is a great lyric
4: yep Sonny. we're kind of on the same page here again i love the that like you said that drum intro and then i love how the song almost has like a strut to it the way that lars is just Banging away on that drum and the riff, just another riff. And that's one of the reasons why I love Metallica, whether it's old thrash Metallica or the or you know, new quote unquote hard rock Metallica. Just a killer riff. And but like you said, Sonny, that retrib, just that that whole pot is just but they save it because then angry James comes in. And I love when he goes, I can't hear you, you're talking to me. And then he just got starts screaming, I can't hear you, you're talking to me. talking to
5: me who the hell else are you talking talking to me well i'm the only one here
4: who the fuck do you think you're talking to and then he just goes into the core it's just it's just that energetic build-up of a chorus um it's it's a i love i love the song
1: uh, written by uh, the same two, Hetfield Ulrich and Kirk Hammett, actually jumps in on this one. So, this was an album that I had a review that I never heard before. And I had to listen to 14 fucking songs. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like cursing Tommy out. I've listened to it some songs, stood out. I tried doing it. I, like, I haven't tried to listen to an album to review it. Like, I usually yeah. would buy a CD and you'd listen to it. I forgot. How to listen to something new. Like, do I do one, two, three songs, learn those, and then go to four, five, six? Or do I play it all thing, but then they all will, because they're new, like, I'll forget which one I like. So I played it first. I played this a lot in the beginning because I tried doing a different method where I would listen to the first couple songs. I didn't like it. By the end of reviewing this album, I'm like, fuck yeah, I like that song. It grew <laughs> on me. Yep. It really did. Yeah, that whole it retribution in the background. There's a lot of elaborate harmonies going on and choruses yep. and stuff. I'm like, Jesus Christ, is this Bob Ezrin? Right? It sounds like in the, the middle of I Just Wanna. Like yeah. you're doing a lot of that shit in here. Good, good point. Um, good point. the solo builds uh, and I like it. It keeps building and building. And there's drum fills all over the fucking place. Yep. Um, and I love that. So I like the song a lot. Cool. And it built and it and it grew on me. It wasn't one of my favorites. I would I would probably say it was one of my weaker tracks initially, but over the last few weeks of listening to this, it's become one of my favorite ones. So, All right. All right. Let's go build a fucking house.
3: I'll start with the good. (laughs) The riff under the verse is cool. It's got a groove. And that whole drum start stop thing during you crawl is very, very Metallica, right? That's the part of Metallica that I love the music. The vocal melody in this is musical theater. It drags like shit. That voice box guitar solo doesn't fit. The first 50 seconds were a complete waste of my time and I had to go back and listen to Motley Crue's Uncle Jack to get the taste out of my mouth. This thing is horrible. Horrible. besides those two things I liked. Wow, so so far, we're three for
4: three. This is shocking with Sonny. So this begins Metallica's identity crisis for me on this album. They start off with Ain't My Bitch. They, they go to two by four. We, we know that they're exploring some different genres, some different styles. This is a song where Metallica thinks that they're Alice in Chains for a little bit. It has a droning, down-tuned kind of riff to it. Um, it's slow, it's plodding, and Metallica can be very, very good at slow and plodding. This is just not one of the good ones. The the, the voice box, guitar solo is another waste of Kirk. I get what they're trying to do. There's, just, there's too much going on in the song, and it's... It's not one of the ones that I go to on this album.
1: Written by, uh, again, those three, Hedfield, Ulrich, and Hammett. I guess James does the the solo on this, and they alternate sometimes. This is one of the three that he does the solo on. You get those choruses in in this Metallica. At least I can say from this album, you know, the higher you are, the farther you fall, and just repeating it. And that shit, I will say... Sticks in your head. Absolutely. Those, those little bits stick with you. So I'll give them kudos for that. You sort of got stuck in my head.
2: stanza. <laughs>
1: the riff on this, okay, I'm going to say is very George Lynch-like. Okay. I, there, And I will say that another time or two on this. And there's a lot of shit going on in the background. Yes. So when I play it in the car, I don't pick it up. When I'm playing it in the shower, or if I'm playing it out loud on my computer, in order for me to get really an album, at one point when I start writing about a track for our album reviews, whether it's KISS or these bonus ones, I have to put on my headphones and listen to it clearly. There is a lot of shit going on in the background, very God of Thunder crap stuff like in the background, like. I'm like, is Bob Ezrin's kids on the walkie-talkies in the background of this shit? What the fuck is going on? It's just like strange crap. So it makes me think like there's some sort of, you know, in the fuzz box, pedal, whatever the fuck they're doing there.
2: Whatever the fuck you guys call it.
1: It doesn't work. It usually does in some instances. It just doesn't work. This song um, so far, you know, uh, of the three uh, is just not there. It's all right it's not a bad song but whatever
4: no you're right there's too too many guitar effects going on in the background there's too much noise going on in the background you know <laughs> uh, you, you're right and, and you got a thunder analogy is is excellent because there's too much shit going on it's, <laughs> it's
1: insane much, yeah it's just too much noise yeah agreed yeah Ezra's kids grown up and they yeah. fucking hated <laughs> right right Metallica albums yep. you know yep but let's go to the next one here we go
2: take this pain of mine I run but it stays right by my side
3: I absolutely love the way this song starts. I like that the song builds to the chorus and then comes back acoustic into the verse. James' vocal chops are perfect for something like this, right? And I will tell you, it felt a little fell on black days. And I think people say it's kind of inspired by that song, which I think makes me like it even more. It's damn near a perfect Metallica song, except for Kirk's solo. Like, it could have been this great, emotional, memorable, just, uh, you know, um, obviously, Inner Sandman isn't the same pace, but it's a memorable solo. And Kirk could have done something that you could have been humming for the rest of the day, but instead you're humming the vocal melody instead. So that's the only thing that doesn't make it basically a perfect Metallica song. Interesting that you bring up fellow on Black Days, because the the
4: title of this demo was actually fobd metallica called the the demo that for fellow in black days so so they felt that way about it too this is a song that james wrote about his mom when she was suffering from cancer so james talks about his family a lot um his parents were christian scientists growing up so if you know anything about christian scientists they were they're not into medicine they're not into healing they're not into that kind of stuff so watching his mom suffer this song is a lot more thoughtful and emotional. Any Metallica fans out there that have heard Dyer's Eve off Injustice for all that is a brutal song of James pretty much screaming at his parents about being Christian scientists. This song is a little bit more emotional for him. Another thing about this song I agree it's 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 great melody it 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 highlights James's strength as a soft quote unquote singer and as you know angry James. But one thing we have to talk about, and I know we will, is the horrific video for this song. (laughs) An absolute (laughs) fucking dumpster fire of a... It it makes me want to not be a Metallica fan, because Lars and Kirk, what are you doing in this video?
1: Okay. Uh, Written by just James and uh, Lars. This was their lead single, number one on mainstream rock, and the first ever top 10 on the billboard charts. It became number 10 for them. <laughs> you know what a funny thing is I r- r- read about this? It's the first pirated MP3. Okay. And I can only imagine how <laughs> fucking pissed off <laughs> Lars Ulrich in the bed. Are you a yellow
2: yellow bitch, mother you motherfucker? You day-rogged son of a bitch. You're a
0: cocksucker and a motherfucker.
1: It, son of a- like of all the people, like he's probably like Napster now MP3, you motherfuckers. <laughs> like, right? Yep. I saw in you know, reviewing this, you go down that rabbit hole on YouTube. I saw a clip where it was him and Chuck D on that guy that used to do those interviews, Is Charlie Rose, I'm thinking of, talking about like Napster and the artists and stuff, and the fucking hatred. Lars Ulrich was in his eyes to Chuck D when he's like, who cares? Let the people have their music. He must have been like, I will fucking kill you when this is over. (laughs) I can only imagine what he was doing when they fucking somebody stole the MP3.
2: You fucking sneaky bastard. I'm gonna take you to work I'm gonna nail it to the wall I'm gonna crush your boys in a meat grinder I'm gonna cut off your arms I'm gonna shove them up your eyes
1: but regardless it won best rock video on MTV in oh, 1996 Ooh, they've come a long way from not doing videos huh? Oh. and it won metal edges song of the year like Metal edge? What did metal edge. Beat it. Yeah, no. What did he beat out? Fucking uh danger, danger. Like <laughs> I mean, come on, metal edge. Settle down, and to edge. Me, I know you talk about fell on Black Days. If you listen to this back, remember, I'm here Metallica in these albums and this this album and these songs for the first time. You know what I pick up on this? Dream Warriors. Oh, the wow, okay. and the pickup, and then when it picks up, I'm telling you, it's in there. You know the hair the video Let's let us go to that uh, <laughs> The video is directed by the guy That did Nirvana Green Day Smashing and Pumpkin and boy Does it fucking show Oh god this is hey look at us We can be doing a video Like heart shaped box on the cross And like dude it's such a rip off It's brilliant and the, Between the haircut the makeup The eyeliners The acting Are they acting in a video like they always used to do like performance videos or cool things like fucking um what's the one with all the girls smashing shit while they're fucking jamming. Oh, whiskey uh, in a jar. Whiskey in a jar, right? Or I think of one where the background stuff is a story but they're just performing. This brutal. What is it? And then they make they make poor Jason use it playing dirt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Uh, i'm gonna be a cr- on a cross and thorns on me well i'm gonna wear eyeliner and have a boa and, and you know and i'm gonna be you know make up with glam and rip my shirt and uh well what am i gonna be doing you see, see that pile of dirt over there <laughs> why don't you go act like a fucking pig and play in the dirt there <laughs> poor Jesus jason christ yep. Yeah, mentally beat on the guy, and then fucking Lars, like trying to scream into the camp, like, "Dude, you're not scary. Ooh, I'm a tiger!" Like, (laughs) fuck up.
2: Put him up. Put him up. Which one are you first? I'll fight you both together if you want. i fight you with one paw tied behind my back. i fight you standing on one foot.
4: I'll fight you with my eyes closed. Oh, Stop. I know. I, oh, I, I, I know a little German. He's right over there.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I, I really don't know any German.
4: That's all right. I know
1: a little German.
4: He's sitting over there.
1: <laughs> Settle down, little Lars. <laughs> it's just come on. Now, seeing this. Not knowing anything about Metallica I would say, oh that's pretty fucking cool I like that I can totally see an STP video like that Or anything like that, I would love it It's just, I can Imagine, like you said The fucking Kill them all fans <laughs> Watching the premiere Of this video and hearing this song And looking at that must Their heads must have fucking Got blown out apart yeah. Not good, yeah Anything else you guys want to add? Nope. Nope. All right. Let's move it on to the king.
3: I've said it several, times. several. I have several. times. Normally I hate that 60 seconds of creating moods. Like I don't need the fucking mood created. But the buildups with the instruments coming in one by one on this actually works for me. Songs vary. I mean, it could have been on master. It could have been on black. The groove is cool. The vocal melody is cool. I like the lyrics because it tells a cool story. It's actually the first song. And I didn't realize I was doing it until I started uh, thinking about it. It was the first song on the CD. Well, I was listening to Spotify, so I should say the first <laughs> song <laughs> on Spotify that actually made me start playing playing air drums. Like I was like, All right, here we go. This is the Metallica that I absolutely love. And finally, Kirk, thank you. Because I'm waiting for the solo to come up. Like, please don't screw this solo up. Like, this song is so good. And he actually did a great solo. And then of course they got to end it with you know we had a diamond album so you know off to never Neverland and you know that's kind of cheesy a little bit but uh, the song totally works for me I really like this song
4: oh yeah it's a it's a killer song like I said it's it, it's kind of Metallica reminding people hey we're still Metallica we can write a kick ass rock song with a great riff uh, very cool song and there's an urban legend about this song too and I I, I was digging to try to find some facts but there's this, there's a legend that this song may have been written about Axel when uh, when when Metallica was touring with uh, with Guns N Roses because of the because everybody knows how Axel is a prima donna and the world revolves around him when he's on tour and he likes to fuck with people just to be the attention whether or not that's been confirmed or not might it could have been loosely based on him the video is kind of cool this is a little bit better of a video actually a lot better of a video than the until it, uh, until it sleeps video um, but like Sonny said, I love that intro, the just like that kind of buzzing guitar, then the bass kicks in, then the
1: drums, and then you have the song. I, I just it's a very cool song. Written by Hetfield, and Ulrich, and Hammett. Question mark: I saw that it was maybe a sequel to Enter Sandman, and then obviously with the nod at the end. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess uh it was the first, fourth single released from the album, and I and I can see why. It's a great tune. Uh, with number six on Mainstream Rock. Number 90 is a single. It's actually played in an episode of The Sopranos in the background in season oh, wow. two of in the Bada Bing.
2: Fuck you, Santa!
1: Wow. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I like that it builds up. The way it's building up, do you know what it reminds me of the way it starts off with that thing? Two songs. It makes me think of fucking Robert Plant's Simply Irresistible, Dun, 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 oh, that. Robert Palmer. Robert, Robert Palmer. Palmer. Robert yep, yep, Plant. Yep. Robert Palmer is uh, simply irresistible. And the other one it reminds me of is uh, "Living on a Prayer." Oh, all right. Yeah, I could see that a little in bit in the box and stuff. It starts building yep. up, and it so got a great riff. The solo is the first one that I wrote is pretty sick. Yes, you know, I think the video is pretty good. I, I I love the imagery. They're playing in a snowstorm at night. Mm. You know, it's just like it looks a little <clears throat> badass. I'll be honest, with you. I it's like a, that. It, yeah, it's a cool video. Agreed. Yeah. It's very good song and we're moving it on to the hero of the day. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, so I'll start with the good. I love saying that. I, I do too, because I can't wait to the building. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So the song building and then dropping back into a ballad. Love it. Uh, Kirk actually did a great solo, which is great. I like the the faster tempo a couple of times. But overall, this song is just kind of meh to me. And, and really it is because Hetfield can't sell a vocal like this. Like There is something different between this one to me and Until It Sleeps. I think it's more... It's almost too ballady, I guess. I'm not sure exactly what it is. It needs like a a softer touch on the vocal melody, and Hetfield doesn't get that. And I get it, Mama. They try to break and break me, just in case you didn't hear it the first 83 times. Like, come on, dude. Like, can you do anything? Mama says that alligators are honorary because they got all them teeth, but no toothbrush. I don't know if the same message has got to be played over and over and over and over. it just loses me after a while, but. Reality of this song is to me, James can't sell it.
4: Yeah, it, it's a good song. Um, I, I think there's a really good song somewhere in there that could have been worked on, like Sunny said. I think it has the I think it has the roots of of a song that really could have been awesome. It, it's kind of two songs in one because it has that 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 kind of like melodic kind of soft tone, and then it kicks in with the with the with Lars and the double bass, and it kind of you know okay, this is a heavy song, you know, and then it kind of goes back. I mean, I like it. I, I think I think it's one of the better songs on the album, but I think it could have been much better if it was executed a little bit differently. I, I, I kind of understand where Sonny is come from, coming from, but I, I, I do like the song.
1: Uh, written by Hetfield, Ulrich, and Hammett. You said that there's a song in there. You know what that song is? It's Fleetwood Mac's "Hold Me." That's what oh, I picked up. No, it. it is. It is. It's the same melody. Oh God. Melody. You, oh, you, God. It's in there. Okay. Listen to it again and go listen to Hold Me, and you'll say, Yeah, I can hear it in there. Yep. I'm telling you. I mean, again, this is an album that I'm picking up and hearing the first time. I'm okay. like, I know this. I know this. Where do I know this from? And and you know where I, I also picked it up? Someone else mentioned it in the YouTube comments when I watched the video.
3: Wow. Okay. That That's in there as well. I've got it in my head right now. Is that Hold Me? Hold Me? Yeah. It, it is there. It's Hold there. Me?
1: Hold Me? Yeah. The hero of the day, you know. Anyways, is this a power ballad? Oh God, no, 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 no. not even close. Curious, curious. All right, no, it's the second single. It went number one on rock mainstream, sixty on Billboard. I don't know what this means. Rare Metallica song in a major key. All you musicians out there know that. The video is fucked up with that druggy kid. And he's like playing around and just doing stupid shit. And then a girl comes. I don't know if he bangs her. He doesn't bang her. Whatever happens. Then he passes out. And it's like bugs start coming out of his ear or robots and shit. This is a little fucked up. It seems a little like STP to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The video, the song, just the whole thing. I could picture it a little. And again, it's this is Metallica. Like this seems like a band that should fit right in in the 90s. Which does not seem like. Which is exactly what Lars was trying to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, But I I liked it a lot. I really did. I think it's a great song. Uh, Let's move on to the next one.
3: oh boy 8 fucking 18 by Hollywood I'm hoping to hear I'm hoping to hear something I'm hoping to hear something that interests me I'm praying to give I'm praying to give a flying I'm praying to give a flying fuck for Christ's sake this song is too fucking long right it's a actually great storyline it's a great idea for the lyrics it just needs to be faster and shorter and listening to it for 8:18 you're bleeding me now and i did nothing to you to be honest <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: I love this song uh it, like oh a lot of people like, like 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 a lot of people say when we talk about kiss you know it's like oh it's it's not a kiss song okay this is not a metallica song but i love it it's kind of like when we did this, the 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 super unknown review i love those long drawn out like just ballads that come and go that that have different they take you different places it's like it starts off very slow and and melancholy you know and then it kicks in a little bit then it then it speeds up a little bit near the end then it slows back down again it's got a solo it's got james singing softly it's got james screaming yeah the songs the song's way too long there's no need for metallica to make a song this long uh, unless it's master of puppets and this is not master of puppets but I like the idea of it because it's talking about James is in his battle with alcohol. He's talking about bleeding out all the bad, bleeding out the, getting the evil out, getting getting everything out of him that's bad. And I just think James does a really good job of of conveying that that image of somebody that's struggling with something and trying to.
3: I want to kiss you.
4: I couldn't care less about the team struggling trying to pour it out in a song and taking you on that emotional ride of the soft singing, the loud singing, the soft music, the heavy music. I, I love it. It's to me, it's it's surprisingly, it's a go-to song for me. Again, I'll say it's not, it's not, it's not a, a quote
1: unquote Metallica song, but I, I, I like it. That being said, it is it is too long. It's not because it sounds like it was Alice in Chains in early Pearl Jam. But yeah, it's okay. written by Hetfield, Ulrich, and Hammett, number six on mainstream rock, but not released as a single. It's one of the few Metallica songs out of a Hammond organ I don't know where that played in I couldn't pick that up Another plodding song the song keeps building and building and building And then at the 450 mark It becomes a whole different type of song I'll be honest James Hetfield was ripping it up I was impressed Yep, Pouring his heart out there That I, I thought the passion I could believe it I could feel it I love the lyrics uh, I like that he keeps plotting up and building it up that's why me and Tom like Soundgarden That's why me and Tom like This song yep. If you can pull it off with your vocals And what you're singing in the chorus And the way you're vocalizing the words It, it hooks you in I, I. This is how it works for me And there's a nice Really nice guitar outro on this Yeah You know. But I'm with something on this Like Jesus Christ Have you guys ever heard about a three and a half minute song What <laughs> the Metallica. fuck yeah, this is what I like. This by this point now, I'm like, holy fuck! I'm looking like the tracks. Like, how long are these songs? This is insane. Like, cut your shit down.
4: And it's not even the longest song on
1: the I album. Know. No, it's not. <laughs> I know, but I have high praise for this. So cool. Let's move this along to the next one.
3: I'm like, all right, a song that starts with a straight-ahead rock beat, it's got a great riff. I'm like, all right, we got a rocker here. Uh, The chorus is kind of meh for me, though. Uh, For whatever reason, it it just didn't connect with me. That whole, though, spoken word, and then continue saying the spoken word, and then melody comes over the top of it. I do believe. I do believe. I say, I do believe. I like it. See what I did there? Um, (laughs) Yeah. anyway you take you make the chorus a little bit better and you take out 126 i do believe and i think you got a better song but uh, overall this song is okay <laughs> i wish i wish this
4: was a video i wish this was a video episode we were releasing got, right now i got soon i got Zeus right now <laughs> all right i'll jump in so so this is another song that Sonny and I are, are agreeing on here because it's got a killer Kirk Hammett riff. It's got a killer riff. Um, it's got a gr- like a groove and a swagger to it that you don't see a lot of Metallica in. I, I, I kind of share Sonny's sentiments on this song. I, I, I like the song. It's very cool. The chorus is kind of stupid. I I I, I kind of like you know maybe they're stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's got to have the cure
1: you know whatever it, it, it it's a cool song and i like i like the vibe it's uh an, an awesome riff by kirk written by hetfield and ulrich i i i agree with those sentiments the riff is nice there's nice drumming the overdub vocals i, I kind of dig yeah uh, as well um nice solo on this and I, I i you know i'm sensing some things these are not Paul Stanley choruses. This is not turn on the night. <laughs> no. Right? It just seems like sometimes like when they want to get the chorus, I mean the 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 name of the song in the chorus, they don't that doesn't become like the vocal part where they're humming that along. Yep. Like they stop what they're doing, then they cause everyone seems to need the cure. Like yep. instead of being in the chorus where that's the humming along part. I've I've sense a pattern of that with some of these songs here. It's never the actual main part of the chorus. They yeah. stop and then get to that part. So let's uh let's move this along. Next. <laughs>
3: 51 seconds of this song had promise and then james starts the vocal and then i started thinking poor twisted me have to fucking listen to this um because the vocal melody is just shit and this song is really tough to listen to but it's actually one of kirk's best solos so i was like oh let me at least get to the solo to see if kirk can save this thing and he tried but this song's rough for me the beginning of the song is killer. The way it just
4: kind of slowly, you can kind of, they're just kind of hitting those chords very, very quickly. And then it kicks in, but that kind of distorted vocal that they're using, whatever effect it's just not, it's not good. The song doesn't really go anywhere. It's got a great solo. Like Sonny said, you know, James sounds great on it. Like he always does, but it's okay. It's not, it's, it's not a
1: go-to song for me. The song was written by Hetfield and Ulrich. It's another plodding song. Uh, decent drums and vocals, but yeah, it it, it didn't do any th- much for me. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I'll say is a Um, if I as I continue on this album, there's just it's not a bad song, and I've yet to find one so
3: far. But it's not bad. It's just you ain't been looking hard enough. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Shut your mouth.
3: <laughs> All
1: right. Now, up to the next song. What track is this? Fucking track 28? I feel like there's a million songs (laughs) on this. We're (laughs) we're, We're up to number 10. Okay, let's go.
3: So Wasting My Hate, uh, again, straight ahead rock, love the riff. It's got the punk feel, and I love the chorus. So it was actually one of um, my the songs I liked the most. I don't know if you guys noticed, somehow the vocals dropped a little. It's like it wasn't almost the vocal wasn't loud enough. All of a sudden, like the guitars were way louder. And I'm like, what the hell happened to the vocal? I thought my headphones were off, so I unplugged the headphones. I'm like, No. So for some, I don't know what's with the mix. I maybe I was hoping that wasting my hate would come off more angry if it was louder, right? Maybe that's what it was. But uh I really like the way that the song's written and I like the punk flavor.
4: Yeah, and James at the beginning has an awesome angry grunt right at the beginning is that when the song kicks in and it's just like his like it's just his angry. I love I love when he does that James growl, kind of like we did with like Ain't My Bitch. Um yeah killer killer riff cool you know i, I again talking about the the, or, the order of the set list you come off that kind of you know slow roller with poor twisted me and then they kind of just kick you in the ass with wasting my hate um now i read something you know i i like to get backgrounds on stories because the way that metallica writes their song so i found something online that apparently james is good friends with waylon jennings just a
2: good old boy
4: which is where james gets a lot of his southern country uh background especially on this album in particular and apparently james kind of got the got the the term wasting my hate from a story that waylon jennings had told him when he was at like a bar and uh he kind of misinterpreted kind of an incident that happened when waylon jennings apparently got upset with somebody Come to find out that he was kind of redirecting his his anger at the wrong person. And he kind of says, Yeah, I was kind of wasting my hate on the wrong person. James was like, Oh shit, that's kind of a cool phrase. I, you know, maybe I'll take that and turn that into a song. Kind of like wasting my hate on you. Why am I so angry with you? Um, so I thought that was that was kind of a, a cool little bit of tidbit
1: there, but I think it's a it's a killer song. Great riff. That's because Waylon Jennings is cool. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, here comes the sunny country music hate. Wasting my hate, Hetfield, Ulrich, and Hammett. I like the funky guitar in the beginning. I like the, you know, picking it up. Uh, then it kind of picks up. Um, The, the lyrics, good day, how do? What? what Hello, how, how are you? you, doing? you?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tom? <laughs> fucking took it. I I, I, I I'm was sorry. He was gonna pick that up. This is a another one of our stupid things. This is from that red two-bar tape. There's the one he calls up and this guy named <laughs> Froggy? <laughs> froggy. <laughs> uh, you mean Froggy? How do? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I think of when I hear this. Good day. How you? <laughs>
2: Fred! Oh, Freddy! Thank is Mr. Jackie! Hi! Yeah,
0: how you doing? All right. I'm all right, too. Good boy. What have you been doing? Oh, just working hard. You know, Jackie, huh? You know? Jackie. Monticello. Oh. You don't ring the bell. You don't know me? My brother. My brother goes in there. Oh. Want to talk to him? Yeah. You mean Froggy? Who? Froggy? No, Froggy, who's that? That's another bird. Who's Froggy? That's another bird. I don't know if it's another friend of yours, but... You? Oh, Jesus. oh, Jesus. I was only thinking about you yesterday. How are you? I got a fucking blowjob off a stranger. He says, uh, you know, I'm of a person who insulted her. You're a cocksucker. I did. Yeah, she got insulted. I said, well, I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. Roger, you're ready. You can fucking blow a mean flute. <laughs> well, you better get hurt at him. I said she was only a half an hour. You want a buck? Yeah. yeah. I chose the son of a bitch. Are you selling the fuck? <laughs> You yes, If you see your mother, tell her to come
1: down. I've got about four guys lined up. Come down. Yeah. down and. I'll fuck you
4: mean yeah. yeah, well, you've got to figure it, <laughs> so it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, out.
1: <laughs> oh, here. we down here. Come down here. Yeah. I'm sorry. here. 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 You picked up on that Thank you, thank you I don't have anything else to say I like the song Alright, All right, let's go to Mama
2: <laughs> Mama, she has taught me well Told me when I was young Close it for it's down The brightest flame burns quickest. It's what I heard to see. The sun's heart so to mother, but I must find my way. let my
3: okay, mama's pissing me off. Oh because, <laughs> so the first, you know, about 50 or so seconds, I'm like, oh, okay, all right, okay. What the hell is that? Is that a steel guitar? And then I'm like, oh, this song sucks. And then by the time the verse comes back and it gets me back into it, and here comes a steel car- guitar again. Like, I, you take that stupid guitar out of this thing, and this it is an incredible song. But that guitar makes it unbelievably unlistenable to me. Like I, I think it's a great idea. I don't know why it needed that. I can't believe Bob Rock didn't say, "What the hell is that? Get that shit out of there!" I don't know. I am blown away that Sonny Pooney
4: likes this song. I, I was expecting you to just bludgeon this song.
3: Oh, I'm going to bludgeon it in the rankings because of the steel guitar. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, but anyway. But this
4: is one of those songs where we like to say, oh, it's not a Metallica song. But the thing I love about this song, I think it's executed perfectly. I think it highlights James' strength. I think it shows that if James wanted to do something completely different and become a country star, like anybody out there, I'm not a fan of the band Stained. But when Aaron Lewis started his solo career and became like a country rocker, James could absolutely do that if he wanted to. Um, I think it's a cool song. Um, it's unusual. It's it's shocking if you're a Metallica fan to to hear this, but I think it's executed well, and I think uh, I think James does it does a nice job on it.
1: Written by Hetfield and Ulrich. This is why I don't think that you listen to country music because <laughs> no, he can't it's... pull the he can't pull this off. This is not country music. This like... is some guy that does metal. Like thinks he can do country music. Oh, just give me guitar. I'm gonna be like Bon Jovi in uh, what was that fucking song that he did there from Young Guns? Remember and we, uh, of Glory? Yeah, like oh, I've got a country attitude now. Oh, shut the fuck up. Look, I, I, I'm shaking my head. Okay. I don't get this. I, I I understand the lyrics, and it's a personal song. It just doesn't work as a country song. I love me some steel guitar. Not on this, I don't <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, He sang this song with Jesse Coulter That's Waylon's fiance uh, fiance, yep. His wife for many years uh, On the CMT's Outlaw concert Now it, Murph will attest, Jesse Coulter Was, some, was a Smoke show <laughs> Smoke show and, and that's a second part of him And Waylon He did a cover of a Waylon song too On that concert as well the video he's wearing a purple satin shirt. Yeah, not that good. Would make fucking Bon Jovi blush. Bon Jovi would say, I'm not wearing this in the video. <laughs> Yet he wore it. Yep. It you know, and he's doing this cowboy thing. I I enjoy the fact, and I can respect the fact that it's personal to him. He's attempting something different. It's not terrible, but he can't do a country song. He okay. just, it in me, I just I didn't see it. It's the third single. I don't believe this charted at all. It just Did you look at the country charts. Are you sure it didn't chart <laughs> anything? It, 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 I don't think it was gonna. I mean, at least I didn't see any information of it charting anywhere. So no, maybe, me neither. No, me neither. So it's just one of those things that I'm, I'm like waiting for it to pick up. You know, it starts off with the with like a lot of songs, maybe an acoustic, and then it gets into something heavy. Geez, I thought it was going to be something like "I Want You" or mm-hmm. something from Kiss, but it's just it didn't work for me. It didn't work for me, and it, it just didn't pick up. And but I will give him kudos for the lyrics and for obviously meaning something to him. It's no not really. like, hey, let me try to do a country song. I think right. This is how he s- saw that. Maybe he was getting. Into country you make a point That he was getting into whaling Jennings or something Maybe he wanted attempted or something I don't know but it just didn't work For me let's right. go to the next one <laughs>
3: I like the the dark vibe. Love the guitar riff. One of my favorite songs of all time. Uh I heard about 50 seconds in and I'm like, "Oh, it hooked me because I totally hear sex type thing, right?" That's oh yeah. My, that's one of my favorite songs. And I I love the Alice in Chains harmonies in the song. It's it's one of my favorites. I will say that. It's one step away from being incredible. I just don't know what the one step is. Normally, I can tell, but I listen to the song probably 15 times in a row, and I'm like, there's something missing. I just don't know what it is. Uh, but it's a great song. I really liked it.
4: Yeah, it's, a, it's an awesome song, and I think you're right. I think, I think the thing missing is I don't like when the song kind of stops where he says, I am the thorn within, and then it kind of picks back up. But the song just kept going. And maybe did a little bit of something different in that chorus part, but I think it's got, I think it's got another another killer riff, a great a great rock tune. James again sounds awesome on it. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a cool song. I think they could have tweaked it a little bit in the middle to kind of make it even better than it is.
1: Written by Headfield, Ulrich, and Hammett. Uh, so we go from uh, Mama to Daddy. Forgive me, Father. Yep. Great vocals. The riff is kick ass and a short solo because I think James did the solo on this one too. Mm-hmm. It sounds a little bit like wherever I roam wherever I may room, right? Yes. Yes. That's where I picked up on like I felt like this was a little bit familiar. But this song is fucking great.
2: Oh fucking great.
1: Oh. Yeah. It's a good song. Sometimes it's just hard to describe it, but you know when you hear a riff yep. from the vocals, it just works. It yep. works. And they did a great job on this. Now let's uh let's go shoot up some kids.
3: So, Ronnie, love the main riff. The song's got kind of that blues feel, that cool groove. Uh, obviously, they do it much better than country. Ooh. Um, kind of feels a little bit like a slower King Nothing or inner Sandman. Uh, so, songs like this by uh, a band like Metallica with James' vocal prowess, I could so- listen to songs like this all bloody day. Get it? Oh, God. <laughs>
4: Well done, Sonny. I could uh, sing it for you all bloody day. I could do it that way. Is that better? That's not better, but thank. That's you. That's actually pretty good. I no, I thought that was pretty good. Good job. Um, it's it's a good song. I like it. So so there's there's a couple different stories about wh- if, if whether or not this is based on. So I I, I like doing the internet research here. So it's supposedly based on a kid named Ronnie Brown, who they called Ronnie Frown because he never smiled, and you can hear James talk about that in the middle of the song. I googled a bunch of things. There was a school shooting in the Washington State area in the mid-90s, but the story that I found, with the the, the shooter was not named Ronnie Brown. There was a, a shooter, kid came to school dressed as like a gunslinger with handguns and rifles and like one of those dusters that you'd see like in a Western movie. I don't know if that's what this is, but I could not find a school shooting where the, the, the shooter was named Ronnie Brown. So I don't know if he, maybe he just changed the, the information to protect the people involved. Even if it's based on anything at all, it's a cool song. It kind of doesn't go anywhere for me. It's Kind of like, you know, I, I've lost my way this bloody day. You know, it's, I'm like, Oh, go do something else with it. Um, it, it's, it's okay. But I kind of wish they did a little bit more with it, you know, and then, then it has the talking part, where he's like, you know, Ronnie Brown came to town and all that stuff. So trying to paint like, you know, the man with uh, no name or whatever it is kind of story there. But whether or not it's based on a true story, I don't know. I don't know, Zeus, if you found anything else there, but I
1: couldn't. Okay. Ronnie, written by Hetfield and Ulrich. Funky riff. Yep. I love, I actually really love this song. It's so, it, it, It's got a good groove to it. And you're lucky you guys have the country guy on this show. Because I don't know the background of Metallica but he must have gotten into some sort of a country phase because this song is a Tanya Tucker song, lyrics blood red and going down. Okay. What that song was about a dad that was out to go kill his cheating wife and drags his daughter with him, looking for the fucking the two of them to be the cheating wife and the adulterer and goes in, finds him in a bar and shoots them all up. And the song is called blood red and going down. And he constantly mentions it in the, in the song of some guy going around shooting everybody down. Yep, uh, that's a great song. But this is pretty good too. I like his vocal stylings on this. I mean, I'll, I'll give him credit. Uh, I think it's a, a pretty good song. And you know, obviously, he's got a lot of material to write about—school shootings and crazy yep. people—and uh, I think he did a very good job on this. So, mm. let's uh, move to the next song, and uh, hopefully, we won't talk twenty minutes about this next twenty-minute song.
3: Let me start with the good. <laughs> the chorus guitar riff is unique, and James is a hero on the song. Like where he as where he's at vocally when he says "torn" every time in the chorus. I mean, he's hitting notes that are unbelievable. I I love the little vocal licks he does in the verse with that "oh oh you," you know that that little thing. That's not usually a guy who's singing thrash can pull something like that off. That being said, I cannot believe they cut a minute off this song. You mean to tell me this song was supposed to be 10 minutes? Like, it should have stopped at, like, five minutes, right? So I got a feeling this is what happened. Somebody went to Bob Rock and said, hey, for every minute of a listener life you waste with this stupid shit, you get an extra 10 grand. And he goes, hey, it's an easy way to make, like, 300 extra grand. I think I'll do it. You know, this song just drags. It's like, get it over with. I, uh for only because of the length of the song is what makes it somewhat unlistenable for me
4: yeah to me this song is just what a perfect ending it's like the cherry on top of, of this because it's just it's just an epic I love these songs I've said it before about about bleeding me and we talked about it before on super unknown <clears throat> with some of those long songs like Fourth of July and like suicide I I, I, I love this I love like you said James's voice. The song goes different places, it calms down, it kind of picks up at the end, it gets very passionate, very emotional, it's just, it's a standout for sure for me, and so the full version of this, uh, so on the single for the Memory Remains, which is off Reload, uh, they put the single, the Outlaw Tone single on that, that has the full version with the solo by James. All that had to get cut out because when they released the CD, CDs only have a finite amount of space. So I think they had a that's why they said you can't you you can't we can't fit this much music on the CD. Something has to be cut. And like Sonny said, the fact that the fucking song was over ten minutes long, the fact it even got to that point is a problem. But that being said, I think it's a spectacular song. I think it's a standout for me. And it, it's long, yes. Nobody really wants to get into the habit of listening to nine and a half minute songs, but I, I love it.
1: I think it's terrific. All right. The outlaw torn, Hurtfield, and Ulrich builds, builds, builds. But I am going to guess, guess, Sonny, whose side am I taking? Yours or Tom's? I'm
3: taking Tom's side here for sure.
1: Tom, who am I taking? You're taking mine. Um, He's right. Tom is right. This when is I, our. I'm right. I said Tom too. Okay. Yeah, uh, Tom's right in his opinion. You are correct. You did get time. <laughs> so, this is our like suicide. Yep. Oh, right? The oh, ending yeah. of the album, perfect coda. Yep. That fucking riff, thank God I, I almost lived my life without hearing that riff. See? That's and what we're here thanks for. To Tom, I heard it. Holy fuck. I love that, na-na-na, like, the end. oh, my God. James did the solo on this, the third of the final solos that he does. Yep. The solo is incredible. The vocals are incredible. I can't say enough about this song.
4: Shocking. I am shocked. We need to shock the people. So let's shock the people. And it's funny that you say it, because there was an article that i found on uh, I, I think it was louder louder sound.com or something loudness would you say yeah, we are loudness <laughs> <laughs> and they did a uh, they, they did a top t- it was an interesting top 10 it was top 10 metallica songs from the 90s and the outlaw torn was number one and i was so happy to see that and they said the high point of metallica's 90s output loads closing track is an atmospheric weighing up of loss and regret, which, as with The Unforgiven, unfurls into a widescreen cinematic epic. Metallica was forced to cut a whole minute from the song's outro to accommodate the CD's running time. The full-length version later appears on the B-side of The Memory Remains. But the breathtaking version on the s and the live show when they perform with the symphony, shows this remarkable band at their transcendent best.
1: Ooh, I couldn't say it any better myself. The fucking song is awesome. I will add one other part to this though. I I am I, admitting I joked in the beginning. I didn't notice that the song was long. I didn't notice that I uh, like, oh, when is this gonna end? Yep. I enjoyed it. I was having I I wasn't like, oh, what the fuck? You know, it just I yeah. I could hear that riff over and over in those vocals. Nice fantastic. So cool. All right. That is all the tracks off a of load, all 68. <laughs> so I'm exhausted. We've now <laughs> been taping for two weeks. In the meantime, what do we usually do at this point? We rank the songs. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's, boy. A, it's a big one. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I really did it good this time. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sonny, are you going to be able to use the calculator and uh, figure this out quickly?
3: For uh, yeah. songs. Yeah, no problem.
1: All right. So, who's... um. Who's what order are we going in this time? I'll go first. So Tom? Why don't we have Sonny last? I don't okay. think he's ever gone last. Okay. So Tom, me, Sonny. So there are 14 tracks. Tom, number 14. The house that Jack built is number fourteen for me. Okay. Number fourteen for me. Um, you could probably tell from when we reviewed the song, Mama said. Okay. And I still don't think it's that bad of a song.
3: Uh, Fourteen for me is the house that Jack built. Ooh, wow, yeah, it's not good. That's that's rare for me because I can tolerate pretty much
4: everything
1: from Metallica. That's just I don't not mind a that song. chorus. The, 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 yeah, the, how are you? I don't mind that. Yeah, um, thirteen for Tom. Mama said, and I still like the song. Yeah, there you go. Uh, f- me is poor,
3: twisted me. Okay. Uh, 13 for me is bleeding me.
0: <laughs> oh, Here we go. That song,
3: song could have been so great if it was like about four minutes. Oh, God. All it right. Is what it
1: number twelve for Tom. Poor twisted me. Okay. Number twelve for me, the house at Jack built.
3: Twelve, sonny. Twelve for me is, is Poor Twisted Me. Wow okay So
1: basically we, me and we, Tom Just have the order change so far Yeah we, but yeah, we have yeah, that's And Sonny basically has except for bleeding me Okay um, We're not far off from each other this time 11 11 Ronnie Okay uh, 11 for me wasting my hate
3: Wow Okay uh, 11 for me as mama said Wow, you're kinder to it than we were oh look at that
4: Ten Tom ten until it sleeps
1: Wow seriously <laughs> oh, my God holy, holy Christ shit. God damn thats a <sighs> fuck up shit. yeah I want people to get I want, I want the hate mail this time
4: yeah
3: you're gonna get it you're headed there
1: um Ronnie number ten for me and I really like that song.
3: Wow, okay. Uh ten for me was two by four. That (gasps) chorus, that chorus killed it. That chorus absolutely killed it for me. Nine. Number nine, wasting my hate.
4: Number
1: nine for me,
3: the cure. Uh number nine for me, and it's just because it's too long, the outlaw tour. (gasps)
1: Oh
4: dear God. He's back, Sonny's back. <laughs> eight, number eight for me. Cure, the cure. Uh, no, it's no, it's it's
1: actually cure. Is it? Yeah. My fucking thing. When I downloaded everything off the CD, also had wasted my hate on it. You know, like it reads the tracks. Oh wow, no, that's yeah, waste.
4: yeah,
1: yeah. Wow, I had the cure. Okay, okay. wow. Anyways, a uh, number eight,
3: two by four. All right, eight for me is hero of the day.
4: Ooh. Oh, <laughs> god! Uh, n- seven, seven for me, bleeding me. This could have been higher, but these next few songs are oh, it pretty shut your mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> seven for me ain't my bitch. Seven? Wow!
3: Wow! Yeah? Wow. I really like this song too. Oh. Okay. Uh 7 for you was pure.
4: All right. Six. 6 6 for me, hero of the day.
1: 6 for me, king nothing.
3: Wow. Okay. Uh 6 for me was Ronnie. I really? really like that song. Really? Okay. So do I. All right. So do I. Five for me,
1: five for me is thorn within.
3: Five for me, I'm bleeding me. Why do you keep adding shit to uh, the song lyrics? Am I it's, adding it? Yeah, it's, it's bleeding me. <laughs>
1: Why the fuck did it come out like that? Then I don't know. I don't know. It was just yeah. stop the show. <laughs> you gotta fix it. Stop the show.
3: Stop the show. <laughs> He's got to fix it right now
1: Yeah I got a bootleg one of those Tommy CDs
3: <laughs> Five for me. me Five for me is Thorn Within Oh wow the same
4: one alright uh, So number four For me Two by four
1: Number four For me Thorn Within Me Just joking <laughs> and- <laughs> See if you're paying attention Thorn Within
3: Uh, Four for me is Wasting My Hate. On you. Yeah. Okay. Three for me is King Nothing.
1: Three for me, Hero of the Day.
3: Uh, Three for me is Ain't My Bitch. That is my number two. Ain't My Bitch is my number two. Until It Sleeps. Number two. Uh, My number two is Until It Sleeps. I am so happy right now. Like,
4: I am, like, bursting with so much joy that Zeus and I have the same number one. He just bought this CD, and we have the same number one, the Outlaw Torn? Absolutely.
1: I can't believe this. This is is turning... It's a Festivus miracle. You, You understand, I never heard this album before. I know before. that.
4: I know. and we Two and weeks I, ago. And I've owned this for 20 years and we have the same number one album.
3: I mean, the same number one song. The number one song in on this album is King Nuff. It's a good song. I'm not going to argue it's with that. It's a very good song. Alright, so our collective top three, King Nothing thing with 10 points, Outlaw Torn with 11 points because two idiots, <laughs> and uh, Ain't My Bitch came number three. Wow, that's a good top three. So I am- which who,
1: which one was number one? Or do you read it from one to
3: three, or yeah. from three to one? It went king nothing, then outlaw torn. It's number one was king nothing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, outlaw torn was two, and eat my bitch was three. But they were all within two points. Nice, awesome, Great. awesome.
4: All right. Wow. Um, Shocking. Uh- <laughs> Shocking <laughs> surprise for me.
1: Yeah. So let's go. Now we're gonna rank them against. The episodes that we did previously The albums So we've reviewed so far Appetite for Destruction Pyromania Slide it in, Super Unknown OU812 And now we've done Load Tom I don't know if you know But when we did album covers Your number one was Appetite, then Pyromania Slide it in, Super Unknown OU812 where do you put this? This album cover is so fucking
4: bad. But but OU eight one two is. Here's the question: Do I want to look at blood and jizz, or do I want to look at the fucking band oh. members from Van Halen? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what it comes down to. Um, I'm I'm keeping OU eight one two last. Oh come on, dude! Now you're just being a hater.
1: Okay, um, that, that's no, that's what I'm. I'm.
4: I'm keep, that album cover is terrible. It, it, it's right. bad.
1: So mine was Appetite for Destruction. Slided in Pyromania. Super Unknown OU eight uh, one two. Load is easily number six for me. Okay, that's stupid. And plus they changed the the awesome Metallica logo and stuff. No, you're right. You're right. So I, just, I put I, that I, my, I, I, I just I just can't get over that that Van Halen
4: group photo all serious. I'm like you're the fucking one of the biggest rock bands in the yeah, entire. But, it, but yeah. it's
1: like. It's a it's a very common it's a it's you know what it is that OU eight one two it's very uh, safe album cover, you know it's been done many times just a fucking cover so of the band
3: so it's not blood and semen and <laughs> yeah. that's not safe <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's a hazmat suit uh, Sonny
1: you've had slide it in pyromania appetite for destruction super unknown OU eight one two in that
3: order and load is bringing up the rear yeah.
1: Oh careful with that
4: language <laughs> What the
1: hell are we <laughs> talking, talking about You like that, that was, uh, <laughs> He put a liquid in someone's ear What the fuck <laughs> Anyway oh, let's go to the other part We've reviewed Okay Appetite for Destruction We reviewed Slide It In We did OU812 Super Unknown and Pyromania Okay Now Tom you've ranked Your albums this way Pyromania, appetite, super unknown, slide it in, OU812. Where does load go in?
4: This is tough because I I, I really do like this album. Um so what do I have last? I have la- at last I have OU812 and then
1: you have uh slide it in, above it, super unknown, above that, appetite, above that, pyromania.
4: All right. Um it's Metallica. I I, I it's not better I, uh, just on principle. I cannot put it ahead of Super Unknown, which is a Mount Rushmore grunge album, and I love Slide It In, but this is Metallica, so this, by a, by a hair, I'm I'm gonna put it above Slide It In for me. Wow, yeah, it's it's a t- it's tough. It's tough for me because I love I love
1: Slide It In, but that's a tough one for me. So for me, I had Pyromania, Appetite for Destruction, Super Unknown, Slide It In. OU812. Where do I put load? I put it in underneath slide it in. So it is again, I like all these albums. I like OU812. Me too. But but I like load better than OU812, but I don't like it as much as slide it in.
4: Wow. So, I'm so, I, I thought for sure this would be dead last for you, Zeus. I'm no, I'm I'm, I'm impressed know. that you I'm impressed And this may move did. up.
1: This yeah. may move up someday for me. Okay uh, this is definitely gonna continue on my rotation. Awesome. And I'll be happy when the songs come on from this album There was nothing skippable About this album, nothing Uh oh, Sonny doesn't like that Sonny, you had it In Appetite, Pyromania, OU812 Super Unknown Where does Load fit in?
3: Uh oh In the rear
4: Oh, you have it lower than Soundgarden
3: that Wow Wow. And the only reason is because I thought about it a lot. And the, the songs on Super Unknown that I absolutely love are incredible songs. There is, there's some, I would say there's six great songs for me on the CD4, good for unlistenable. But out of the six great songs, there's only like one or two that I would even put up anywhere near stuff like Fell on Black Days. Right. Wow. So that's why I had to go to end for me.
1: Interesting okay wow Yeah but the hatred Of head down and half I thought would make you Go I don't hate anything Like this on Metallica's album
3: The only thing that saved that was Those two songs times two Equals some of the length of these songs (laughs) At
1: least those songs That's a good point (laughs) That's a good point Actually, Actually you're right (laughs) <laughs> and then if you throw kickstand in there it probably That's right Equals one song right. Yeah. That's right It's a good point
4: It was funny Before before we started recording today I, I was cutting my lawn So I was like Oh I'm like I, I always listen to music When I cut the grass So I'm like Oh I'm going to listen to uh, I'm going to listen to Load One more time Just before the episode I think I got through like One and a half songs <laughs> As I was cutting my lawn <laughs> 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 That's
1: the hardest part of this And this is why I wanted to shoot Tom like dude, I have to listen to 70 fucking like almost 80 minutes of music to learn?
4: Yeah, it's like, not the Paul it's not the Paul I, Stanley solo album
1: with exactly. 9 songs. <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. I know, I know. All right. So, awesome. uh that was fantastic. Great pick, Tom. Awesome. Mr. Pooney, you're on the clock for next time. Oh
3: shit. Oh, I already have three choices after we get done recording, I'm going to get your votes on it. Okay. All okay. right. Okay. So after we do this, you know what comes
1: next. Let's keep it in the order that we just did the albums. You make me rock hard. Tom, what makes you rock hard? I, I, I hate that. I hate answering that question. I can change it for just you. No, no, no. You no, matter to me. What
4: matters to you? Oh, no, it's okay. So I'm going to kind of, uh, kind of s- stick with the Metallica theme here a little bit, but I'm also going to talk about books because I've, I've recommended some books in the past. <laughs> And anybody out there that is that likes to read like rock bios about bands or in general, you know, talking about our episode we had a week ago with the great Martin Popoff. So there's another journalist called named Mick Wall, who wrote a huge bio on Metallica called Enter Night, a biography of Metallica written by Mick Wall. Mick Wall has written some amazing books um, about Guns N' Roses, Zeppelin. He's a great author. He's written books about Ozzy, Iron Maiden. If if you're not a Metallica fan, you know you know it, he has other books. But if you are, uh, this it's a, it's an amazing book. It's called Enter Night, a biography of Metallica written by Mick Wall. It's a spectacular book. It's huge, covers their entire career in unbelievable detail. Very very good read.
1: Okay, uh, for me, I have been on a major major grunge. I don't know what happened. Maybe it was, you know, doing the Soundgarden, whatever. I just got into the college music. I created a playlist. I put it on my phone. And it was all those songs, everything from the Big Six, which I call the Big Six, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, and Smashing and Pumpkins. I will throw in some other music in there. I don't even know if it was from that era. I also did three more years afterwards for law school. So I might be blurring some of the timeline with some of those, but I can't get enough. The brilliance of like Jerry Cantrell and Allison in Chains, uh, Chris Cornell's vocals, just forgetting because they they get a lot of hate from a lot of our listeners and a lot of the hard rock metal people, Nirvana and just Kurt's voice and, it's just uh, Pearl Jam, early Pearl Jam, I mean, and and I guess the, the old um, Def Leppard "Rock of Ages" intro, right, comes into mind. Better to you know fade away than to continue like Pearl Jam's doing. What would you know, Lane Staley's Alice in Chains sound like, or Soundgarden right now playing, or obviously Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots. What would they be like right now? Uh, we only have Pearl Jam really left. Smash and Pumpkins does not have the original guys. And their bass player, who used to be a smoke show, is like all banged up meth head. <laughs> I think she's in the band. <laughs> Billy Corgan's doing like wrestling fucking gigs. I don't Ugh. know what the hell happened to him. Uh, no. But really, it's Pearl Jam. But we still have the music. I, I play it nonstop. Lately, I've been getting more of an Alice in Chains vibe especially there on plug. And I'm really digging on the Jerry Cantrell actually sung uh, songs because we all know Lane Staley's voice is just incredible and we all know those, but he's got some incredible ones himself. And I- I'm a big fail, a fan of Jerry Cantrell and, uh, I'm a big fan of that era. So I've been playing my Stonehill music, Tom. I got my list ready to go. Awesome. Um, I, have, I haven't thought about committing suicide. so No, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, Music is still good. So that's uh, that's what's been making me
3: rock hard. All right. Have either one of you seen the movie Defending Your Life? No, but I have heard of it. I don't, I've i never seen I've it. I've seen
1: por- uh, portions of it. Is that the guy, Albert Brooks in Meryl Streep?
3: Yeah, yeah. So normally, I, I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen any, any other Meryl, Meryl Street movie, to be honest with you. And I've definitely not seen any other. You didn't movie see the Deer movie. Hunter? No. And I've never seen a movie with Al Brooks in it. This movie, um, basically, what the premise of the movie is, is Albert Brooks dies in a bus crash, basically, and before he goes to heaven or hell, to get to heaven, he has to go defend his life. So the So you get a lawyer, right? And that there's a prosecuting attorney, and they go through like parts of your life. Here's when you were nine years old in three months and ten days. Wow! And this is what you did on the playground. And what they're trying to do is figure out: Are you do you still have fear? And if you don't have fear anymore, then you can go to the next level of whatever the next level is, right? It's a really cool movie. Um, And then what ends up happening is Al Brooks falls in love with Meryl Streep at the area where they're defending their life, right? Because she's defending her life too, but she's a goody two shoes, and you know everybody loves her. So, and if if you suck, then you go. You don't actually go to hell; you go back to earth and try to try to do it again. <laughs> you get to do it twenty times, and then they throw you away. It's one of those things. Um, but it's a nineteen ninety one movie. It it's a really feel good, fun, uh, not really a chick flick, but it's got a little drama to it. Like there is some. Re- it's a really good movie. You should give it a shot cool i've heard of it but i have never seen it so that's very cool
4: interesting
1: nice right. so sunny where can we find
3: you uh growing is probably the best place to go uh you know we're on itunes and all that other stuff too but uh, uh we release every week and throw out some bonus episodes out there too and then uh podcast rock city all kiss podcast uh we're out there pretty much every week awesome yeah and uh
4: we are Shout It Out Loudcast. We're, you can reach us on all the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Uh, part of the great Pantheon podcast group, and we're available everywhere you can find your podcasts. Um, <clears throat> also, check out our buddy Ed over at Click T Shop for some cool Kiss-inspired gear, as well as some cool Shout It Out Loudcast gear. Uh, give ed your business check him out uh has some awesome stuff uh new designs all the time and new new products all the
1: time too so check him out great before we get into lyrics thought we'd read some of the the reviews that we've gotten recently uh sunny you got something you want to read over there
3: yeah so this email uh was about the Def leopard bonus episode it says hey fellas Just had a chance to hear your Jeff Leopard Pyromania episode. Very awesome. As always, you three do a fantastic job together. I'm a huge fan of Pyromania album. uh, Every track's a winner. My wife and I had a chance to see them last September during their Planet Hollywood residency in Vegas. They sounded great live and played five or six songs from this album. It's always fun to hear the uh, track rankings. Zeus, your rankings this time uh, around were very... And then dot, dot, dot. Interesting. So I don't know if that means good or bad and that's uh stay well for my brother, Danny. So him and his wife, uh, Maria went to go see the show. Cool. Nice. Danny is awesome. Yeah. I told you, I've been
1: getting, I know I've been getting the shit lately about that, at least that album review. So it was kind of unique to hear Tommy got one earlier, but yeah, Danny's uh, a great listener and we, uh, we love you, Danny. So thank you very much, Tom, what do you got? Uh, So this one is from Doug Middleton. I think Doug's written to us before.
4: Uh, Great episode and great album. Much better than that shitty OU812 (laughs) or super unknown.
2: At least you took
4: shots at both of us. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Uh, You guys have incredible chemistry and you are one of my go-to podcasts. I didn't buy a ring, but did buy some lotion for the motion with the wife and got some free porn. Do I make you horny, baby? Do I? (laughs) (laughs) I have to agree. This gets worse. I have to agree that I like it when Sonny whispers the ad. My wife was listening and said, you guys sound cute but then saw one of the live streams. (laughs) Hold on a minute. I got to finish this. My wife was listening and said, you guys sound cute, but then saw one of the live streams and said, one of those guys are cute. And she wasn't talking about blank. I'm not going to say she goes, I'll let you guess who she was talking about. Clearly she was talking about me because I'm the only good looking guy out of this whole godforsaken group.
1: Oh man. There's Good a one. lot of flavor to go around. Do you like your flavor Italian, Greek, Indian? <laughs> that's right. That's right. This- <laughs> <laughs> I was being kind. Sonny's trying to be nice. <laughs> oh Sonny's God. Like, Sonny's like, no, it's not the ethnic part, it's, it's the fucking visual part. Oh. Um, that's a fucking great one. Maybe Dan- Maybe Doug didn't want us to read this out loud. Too bad.
4: You can't send us it. We tell we tell you right up front. If you email us, we're
1: gonna read it. So okay, what do you got next? Because we got, good lord,
4: and then we got one from our crazy buddy Tony Smith. This is <laughs> this is fucking great. So he starts off, Zeus. What the holy hell was your song ranking list all about? Are you huffing paint thinner again? Why don't you make the elder the next bonus episode so we can hear Zeus rank Fanfare as number one. He, uh, he says, I know I'm a little bit late with the Soundgarden Super Unknown Review. Here is my take on that album, Short and Sweet. I'd rather swallow a truckload of X-Lax and shit out a 40-foot cactus out of my ass sideways. When I ran out of toilet paper, I wiped my ass with that album. He That's can't wow. write to us without <laughs> talking about shit. Everything <laughs> about him is shitting. He it's has all a all about shit fetish. It's, it's unbelievable.
1: Oh, my All God. Right. Those are the All listeners. Right. Here's here's my favorite one. Mac Maddie. These guys fight like an episode of Real Housewives. I love it. Are you three married to each other? Because you bicker like you are. And Murph, I guess, is like a shit girlfriend on the side. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, man. Sonny's rankings were the best, and Zeus's rankings sucked. But I'll be hammered right now, so what do I know? The problem is I can't remember the things I did when I was loaded. (laughs) Oh, my God. If I could frame a fucking email from a listener, I think that would be it. That's exactly (laughs) what we love to Just fun. And enjoying yourself, and we don't take ourselves seriously. I'm glad you guys don't either. So that was fucking awesome. Oh my God, that is so good. But in the meantime, and it would be a shame if I didn't bring this up while our episode is going along, your arch nemesis was texting us. Uh oh. And yeah, Sonny's looking around. Who's my arch nemesis? Yeah, which one? I have like six. <laughs> No, no. Yeah. Our good friend, Mr. Chris Jericho. Hey, Sonny Cooney, what a piece of shit that guy is. <laughs> oh, shit. And he gave us a list. He's all over the place sometimes with his listening. God can only imagine what he's got going on. He's got a pay per view tonight, yep. uh, AEW. So, if, well, it'll be too late by the time we. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not live. I hope you listen to it. But he ranked Sonny his. um. Uh, he ranked the OU812, so he must have bounced to that, and he gave us his top 10 of that. Uh, number 10, no, he's not Sonny Pooney. He has common sense. He put A, eight political blues. Number nine, source of infection. Number eight, sucker in a three-piece. Sorry, Tom. Number seven, feel so good. Uh, six, AFU. Five, black and blue. Four, mine all mine. Three, Cabo Wabo. Two, when it's love, number one, finish what you started.
3: Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh Jericho and I got some commonalities.
1: Oh geez. yeah. I think I was a little similar to that as well. I had finished what you started, number one, and when it's love, number two. Uh and a political blues number ten. Oh, that song. Of course, Sonny, put it nine. Anyway, uh, we love that stuff.
3: And any kind words you want to throw out to Chris? I love you. <laughs> okay. I want a hug. Chris, can you send me in a hug emoji? I don't know. Perfect. That'll do. Before we end, we're
1: going to have some uh, famous last words. Go ahead, Zeus. And when I start to come undone, stitch me together, save me, and when you see me shut, remind me of what left this outlaw torn. Dude, those
4: lyrics, I... So many great lyrics in that song And that's one of them Love yeah, and it And
1: that's why I asked to do the last one I
4: know When you said that I was pissed Because my lyric would have come from that That's a great one <clears throat> uh, Alright I'll go next But now the dreams and waking screams That ever last the night So build the wall Behind it crawl And hide until
3: it's light Nice Careful what you wish. Careful what you say. Careful what you wish. You may regret it. Careful what you wish. You just might get it.
1: Nice. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Kiss Army, thank you. Sonny, thank you. Tom, thank you. Guys, thank you so much. Uh this was a lot of fun.
4: Zeus, I am thrilled that you enjoyed this album. I am shocked with happiness that we got the same number one sunny always interesting to get your hatred on stuff that we like although you didn't hate this album as much as i thought you did you ranked it last but um this was a blast um thank you guys i hope you enjoyed this one uh it, it was it was a curveball but that's what we like to do here so thank you everybody thank you sunny and zeus
3: yeah always a great time guys peace out girl scout
1: wait love you.